Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Helberg Barbecue, Jim Turner Chevrolet, Myatt Fuels, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop, Versalift Southwest Time Manufacturing, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. It is Matt Mosley, and we are off and running. And I really, uh, I mean, there's just so much to get to today. And one of the things I was looking at uh, uh, early on here, Aaron, is I, I always like to see, okay, what's what's happening uh, with the Cowboys? Is there any breaking news? And Zeke is trending. So it's got me looking to see if anything is going on with uh, with Zeke Elliott. Uh, one of the things we didn't talk about yesterday is that Jerry Jones made it clear that the door has not been shut on Zeke Elliott returning. Two days ago, um, uh, the the word was the ship hasn't sailed there. We haven't made a decision at all. As far as our interest in Zeke, nothing we did today changes that. I haven't ruled out Zeke. Aaron, what does this remind you of? Well, it reminds you of uh, the Jerry going back and forth on OBJ. And, oh, we haven't closed the door, of course, until they finally did close the doors um, on uh, OBJ. Now, the Albert Breer um, said a few weeks ago that uh, that Bijan Robinson and Jalen Carter, tons of people told him those were the two best players in this draft. We know why Bijan, I mean, he went earlier than most people would say for a running back. Jalen Carter went to the Eagles. We know the reason for that. But um, very, very interesting. I just kind of, I like to kind of start out by what's trending out there and for whatever reason Zeke is. Now, because of the sport I cover, and the people I talk to on a daily basis, also always Big 12 is trending. Uh, I uh, did want to say today that Big 12-wise, Baylor is playing at Abilene Christian, and that game will start at 6 o'clock. And I, I imagine there'll be some sort of pregame involved in that at about 5.45. So Aaron and I may have to check out a little early we got a big show planned for you. Some uh, lots of excitement, and we've got the well, my favorite draft expert in America, Eric Edholm from NFL Media, which means NFL.com. He's the lead writer. So if you've got any questions about the NFL draft or what the Cowboys did in the draft, Eric is uh, incredible at that stuff. Two five four. 662-1660. Get your questions in. I may use one of those questions, and I'll even credit. But put your name to it, and I'll credit who I, uh, what we choose to ask. And then at 5 o'clock today, um, Jared Sandler, the, uh, the, the Rangers broadcaster, he's got a right around 5. He's wrapping up an interview 
with another Zeke, uh, Ezekiel Duran, who's done some really nice things lately for the Texas Rangers. And Jared's going to jump on with us at 5 o'clock today. So kind of be ready for all your Rangers, whatever you have on that front. Um, I, I also find it interesting, Aaron, and, and feel free to bring this up in Campus Confidential. The, the Big 12 has shown an interest over the past 24 hours in playing a, a multi-year agreement for football and basketball games in Mexico as soon as 2024. Now, I've already seen people writing against this, thinking it's a bad idea. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know that raising the awareness of the Big 12 and tapping in to a Spanish-speaking following and playing some games in Mexico and spreading the brand. I mean, my gosh, NFL has tried this in a huge way. If the Big 12 could somehow tap into the, the, the foreign or international audience, I don't think it's the, the craziest thing I've ever heard. I mean, I, I wouldn't start playing a bunch of games in Mexico, all right? I don't think that's going to be great for anybody. Uh, but this is according to CBS Sports. The Big 12 plans to enter into a multi-year agreement to play regular season football and men's basketball games in Mexico beginning in 2024. All right, been hearing more and more on this. We'll get some kind of confirmation on this. The Big 12 uh, meetings are taking place as we speak in Scottsdale. And I believe the Pac-12 meetings are right down the road. So that can always lead to some interesting stuff. And um, I I don't know. I mean, I again, I don't have like some huge love it or hate it thought on a lot of times I have an immediate take on oh you shouldn't do this oh you know you should do this playing one game or having one of your teams play a basketball in Mexico City or Monterey is fine by me I mean I if Baylor got sent Scott Drew and the whole group they were sent to play uh, in Mexico City, what would be the problem with that? What would be the problem in getting the Big 12 brand and and product in front of people in Mexico? I don't really see an issue. I'm, I'm but I'm willing to, if if people think this is too outside the box, I'm willing to hear from dissenters. All right, this is kind of we can uh, we can agree to disagree on this thing. Uh, I just don't have a strong feeling really one way or another. I mean, I, I kind of think this might be kind of fun. Like, I, I, of course, always think, well, what does this mean for, what does this mean for me? Would Eminem Broadcasting, would ESP in Central Texas get a trip to Mexico out of this? And I think the answer, Aaron, would be no. Resounding sounding no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, I, I think there's a chance that we would be open to that. Aaron, it is... Uh, the last thing I would do is eat into her time. Stephanie's Sports Corner is upon us. 
Let's hear from her sponsors. It's time for Stephanie from Sales to Talk Sports. Brought to you by Advanced House Leveling, Myatt Fuels, SoCal Speed Shop, Uncle Worm Smokehouse, Mission Golf Cars, and Epperson Tractors. It is that time. We do it at about 407, 408 on a daily basis. And Stephanie in sports, Stephanie in sales. She makes her way over to the studio. She takes a break from closing deals, bringing more and more people to the Mosley show, <laughs> and and then comes and spends some time with us. And uh, Stephanie, as always, good to have you. Thank you. I know you were excited about the <laughs> Kentucky Derby. Yes. And in yes, fact, yes. I'm as I told you, I'll have a, a Kentucky Derby party. That I'm attending this weekend. Exciting. Thank you to the uh, yeah, the Johnson family for for making that happen. This is going to be a good time all around the country as we come together for what we call the run for the roses. I think is what we say the run for the roses. <laughs> it's always fun to hear that on NBC. There's a guy named Tom. His last name escapes me right now. Does a good job of calling these things. He's been calling this thing for 20, 25 years. And he's got a great voice, and he does a really nice job calling the Kentucky Derby. Mm-hmm. Um, Stephanie, have you ever? Have, I mean, the the song "My <laughs> Old Kentucky Home" does that do anything for you? No. Have you Have you heard that? <laughs> I don't even you know what, what that song about? is. What is that song? Who sings it? Well, Aaron, is it like you know, some one of your kinfolk sang or something? This like is not an upbeat. No. All right, don't make fun of me. I talked about not. Fallout Boy for about two weeks <laughs> coming to the draft. But, Aaron, see if we can find uh, – we don't have to do it immediately, but if you can put your hands on my old Kentucky home, this will bring tears to our audience's eyes. <laughs> very, is this so like – maybe this is their, song. like, state song or something? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it is. It oh, is. Who knew? Yeah, you, Kentucky, paid it, you paid attention in history. <laughs> Well, I mean, I don't, I don't even remember them covering this in history. <laughs> but this has, this has to do with the Kentucky Derby, and, and oh. in addition to playing the national anthem before the race, they play uh, "My Old Kentucky Home," That's and the- you'll see people crying and tears <laughs> flowing, and some of it's oh, here alcohol, we go, here alcohol we go. induced. Probably it is. Everybody's. Oh man, here. this is gonna put me to. Tears just listening to the intro. Stephanie, stand down for a second. We do need to let people hear. This is my old Kentucky home. If you know the words, people, please join in. The sun shines. Here it is. Here it is. On the old Kentucky home. Tis summer. The children are gay. Oh, man. That is. And the meadows in the blaving me while the birds make music all the day. Okay, I'm done. With that song. That's an awesome song. Thank you for sharing. No, I do. We'll, I'll let you know when we're done with this song. <laughs> this is my right? corner. This is, no, oh my goodness. We're done. Aaron, Aaron and I are in tears. <laughs> no, Aaron. This Makes is, me want to move to Kentucky. <laughs> there it is. Here it is. Here we go. 
Okay, that's really, really good stuff. This is what they play right before the running of the roses, before they send the horses out. And, um, and, and then they go running out there, and then we'll see. I've not looked yet to see who, who we should bet on in this race. All right, Stephanie, okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> Without okay. further ado, Without, what are you what, what are, we are you talking about We are talking about the Kentucky Derby, actually. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, I will get to the horses later on this week. But if you still want to go, you can. There are still tickets available. You can go to KentuckyDerby.com. Nobody can, in Central Texas is wanting to go to the you Kentucky ne- Derby Matt, you on, never, a, on the on the Tuesday know. before the event. Well, like no, I, hang I on. I, I think you grew up extremely wealthy. No. Because, no, wait, because maybe you always no. <laughs> assume everybody that listens to us can just drop everything. And I'm like not saying go, to go on a Tuesday. Listen. Just listen. Right. Listen, Linda. So I'm just telling you, giving you a, like a list of things you could do if you go besides going to the race. On right. Thursday, they have what they call the Taste of Derby. Where you can go and all these famous chefs from around the U.S. It sounds kind of gross. Uh, no, listen. They they put their food out and there will also be different kinds of wines. But the thing is, from this event, Dare to Care Food Bank is the nonprofit that will benefit from this event because they help feed all those in need in Louisville. So I thought that was cool. And then here's the great thing that I was like, oh, wow, I didn't know they did that. On Friday the 5th. Um, they do a Kentucky Oak Survivor Parade. And what that is, is a hundred, no, listen, this is, this is serious. There's 149 survivors of ovarian and breast cancer that get to walk the track and it's a big deal and it's very moving and people are in the stand and you get to see all these ladies who have gone through this and are still going through it, walk this track with their hats on and they raise money for, um, Breast Cancer Ovarian Cancer Foundation. So I thought that was pretty cool. I never knew they did that. And then, um, of course, you got the race. It said it starts at 5.57 Central Time, which I'm not understanding. Why don't they just say 6 o'clock? But I guess there's a meaning behind that. And then the night of the race, or after the race, you can go to a winner's party. It's a black tie event, so I'm not sure that we could go. But you can go and meet the... The jockey, the trainers, the owners, there's food, there's dancing, there's all the party life you want there. But anyways, I thought that stuck out to me with, you know, there's all kinds of events going on leading up to the race. But I liked the I liked the parade the best that, you know, they recognize and raise money for uh, cancer awareness. So that's what I have. All right. Uh, it is very, very important. And I'm glad you brought that to our attention. And I hope you, you will. Wear one of your hats, and we'll all honor because those are that is a uh, that is a very good. I didn't know you were going to get so serious on us, but that is a uh, extremely important endeavor. There, I do have the post positions for the Kentucky Derby uh, in front of me. We'll go over some of my favorites, my picks to clicks. This is the post position and some statistics as the week unfolds. And I'm sure, Stephanie, you'll continue Mm -hmm. to provide us with great information on the Kentucky Derby, which is Saturday. I will just say in the the number one um, position, ooh, I've even found a bet calculator. I saw that. Yeah. (laughs) Saw that. It gives you a list of all the horses, and um, you can actually go to KentuckyDerby.com, and you can get the history of the horses and, you know, the chances of them winning. There's even a place for you to bet. 
I'm not a betting woman, but um, if you're into that kind of thing, it's kind of kind of cool, actually. Just just the history of it of, of these horses, kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, so. very cool, very cool. All right, uh, All right. thank you, Stephanie. Appreciate you're welcome. That. Thanks for sharing that song with me too. I'd never heard it before. Yeah, <laughs> yeah very emotional moment as yes. we as we played my old co- emotional Tuesday is what we call it now. <laughs> That's right. That's right. My old Kentucky home. There she goes, Stephanie's Sports Corner on the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Now we go to the NFL draft, and one of the premier and the preeminent voices across the country for the NFL draft is Eric Edom. And uh, Eric used to be at Yahoo. He is now with NFL.com and the NFL Network. Eric Edom joins the Matt Mosley Show next. Hi, this is Chuck Morgan of the Texas Rangers. You're listening to the home of Baylor Athletics and Rangers Baseball. ESPN Central Texas. Everson Tractors has provided you with affordable and reliable top-of-the-line Branson tractors for over 30 years. And they're excited to announce that Branson has now teamed up with Time to combine their forces. Everson's commitment to exceptional service, outstanding value, and innovative machinery is now bigger, stronger, and better. If you're a full-time rancher or weekend warrior, come see the all-new lineup of TYM tractors today at the locally owned and operated Everson Tractor Sales in Robinson, where service is our name. What do you think a wealth manager's most important quality should be? I'm Joe Kaleo of the Kaleo Wealth Management Group. Wealth managers rely on knowledge to make decisions, but responsible wealth managers need to be guided by integrity. I've believed that for more than 25 years. Kaleo Wealth Management is a Central Texas team of UBS Financial Services, member FINRA SIPC. Since 1975, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop has been serving their one-of-a-kind sandwiches, soups, and salads to hungry Central Texans. They start early in the morning baking their homemade artisan bread. The sandwiches are oven-toasted, giving the bread a crunchy crust covering and a soft and dry, airy center. Ask for everyone's favorite, the Schmaltz, a combination of three cheeses, three meats, and all the fixins. They welcome phone-in orders at their town west or downtown locations. Waco Born and Bread, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop. Listen to the Matt Mosley Show online at SyntechSportsFan.com. There are lots of reasons to own a golf car. Get around the neighborhood, cruising the lake at campground. Perfect for light duty on the farm or work site. And you can't run a festival without a golf cart. Oh, yeah, and golf cars are pretty great for playing golf, too. There's lots of reasons to own a golf cart, but only one best place to buy one. Mission Golf Cars in Waco off Highway 6 at Bagby has the largest selection of easy-go golf cars for sale, rent, lease, or repairs in Central Texas. Check us out online at missiongolfcars.com. And remember, at Mission Golf Cars, quality always comes standard. Central Texas now has an exciting new store where customers will enjoy a boutique-style setting for men's clothing. Welcome to Sterling Clothing Company. There, you'll find men's dressy casual clothing, good for every day at the office or perhaps dinner that night, but also shorts, swimwear, athletic wear, and shoes for the pool or attending the game. Sterling Clothing Company features brand names not usually found in other Central Texas stores, including Onward Reserve, Johnny O, Turtleson, 34 Heritage, Seven Diamonds, and Two Under Underwear. This store has one-of-a-kind clothing for all ages. Locally owned and operated, Sterling Clothing Company, 
2012 North Valley Mills Drive, Waco, and at sterlingclothingco.com and on Facebook and Instagram. Open Tuesday through Saturday, 10 to 6, and Sunday, noon till 5. Budfest 2023 is coming to the Riesel Lions Club Fairgrounds. Friday and Saturday, May 5th and 6th, some of the fastest mud tractors on the planet, mega truck racing, and UTV side-by-side racing. All sure to impress, plus a tough truck contest. It's the McLennan County Mudfest, May 5th and 6th, presented by Alan Samuels Dodge Jeep Round. Gates open at 6, show starts at 7 at the Riesel Lions Club Fairgrounds. Tickets are $20 for adults, $10 for kids 5 to 12, 4 and under are free. BYOB with a $10 cooler. Cans only. Seating is limited, so bring a lawn chair. And special thanks to RDO Equipment. It's Genco's 70-year Platinum Auto event. Now's the time to go Platinum at Genco, where we've been saving members money by paying less for their cars, lowering their interest rates, and reducing their payments. Refinance now and receive a rate as low as 5.09% for 48 months. Then skip your payments for 70 days. Apply online and get an additional rate discount of 0.15%. Go Platinum. 70 days, no pay Platinum. Subject to credit approval, membership eligibility, and loan policy. For more information, go to GencoFCU.org. Member NCUA. Matt Mosley show, ESPN Central Texas. Eric Edholm joining us now from NFL Media. Boy, NFL.com, NFL Network. He is the lead draft writer for all networks um, involving the NFL. Eric, great to uh, great to visit with you, man. I'm all, I always enjoy the lead up, the build up, and then I wait for the grades to come in. <laughs> From Big E, and and they started to come in, and even though you yeah. were fairly nice about the Cowboys, Eric, I mean, geez, I'm seeing the grade today, and uh, you're kind of being a a harsh grader. But uh, welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. Our audience has missed you, and we're yeah. uh, we're glad to have you. I've missed your audience. I've missed uh, talking to you, talking some ball, talking Baylor prospects, you know, undrafted guys. No, I'm kidding. I, I am more than happy to come on anytime and talk about uh, anything Baylor or non-Baylor or Cowboys or non-Cowboys related. Yeah, well, we're glad to have you. Well, I'm glad you brought up Baylor. Apu Ika. Uh, after last year, the Baylor kind of dominated this draft. At least that's the way I, I sold this thing. Didn't quite go that way this year, but Apuika used to be at LSU, comes to Baylor, spends a couple of years, at times a dominant player, a massive player. He ends up with the Cleveland Browns. I believe it was the third round where Apu ended up. Be honest, when you saw that pick, did you think, hey, good job, Dog Pound, good job, Cleveland, good value there? What What was your gut feeling as the as the Browns took the Baylor nose tackle, yeah, you're gonna have to wait for the full Browns write up. I think it drops on Thursday, if I'm not mistaken. I don't remember exactly when, but yes, the Ika pick was uh, terrific value. I think where they got him, and you know, it you, you have to know what he is, and this does kind of go a little bit against what they've kind of sought uh, on that on that unit. But Jim Schwartz is there now, different kind of defensive scheme. Uh, they'll still run their odd front, so it was a fit position-wise. And, and, you know, the Browns' run defense had problems last year. This is arguably the 
at that stage of the draft, this is about as good a solution as you could help to find there. And, and, you know, somebody who could occupy blockers and take up two gaps and, you know, just stand there and, and be good enough to, to, to hold his ground. But yeah, I mean, I, I didn't see quite as many plays in the backfield as I had, you know, the year prior, I thought he was a little bit more uh, of a playmaker in the backfield in 2021, but, you know, still, you just you don't typically find guys this massive who move as well as he does. You know, limited, but still good uh, at that stage of the draft, typically. I know there's people move away from those kinds of players these days. You know, it depends, obviously, the scheme. But um, I, I think it could, could end up being a really nice pick. Yeah, he didn't know what Schwartz meant, did he, when he said, <laughs> okay, you're going from a – a garbage truck or a dumpster or whatever to a Ferrari. And I think he just went with it. And, and, and I don't think he exactly knew, but Schwartz was saying, you know, you're going to be less of a two gap type player. You're going to come up here. You're going to make, you know, make plays, get involved in some things. So um, I, I find, I found that to be kind of interesting. Uh, yep. Eric Edholm joining us from, boy, used to be with Yahoo now, uh, with NFL media, the belly of the beast, and Eric, what was the, uh, what was your draft experience like? I mean, were you, where do you kind of like to bunker down? You're a guy who's always kind of enjoyed being on site. Uh, from sure. time to time, you'll do things, you know, from afar. You also that, that's based in LA, but you're more of a Chicago guy. How did you spend this draft? Yeah, kind of split the difference. I was actually out in Kansas City this week. Nice. The uh, you know, guys, so that was nice. I even drove. I mean, I, it's an eight-hour drive or seven and a half anyway. But uh, I thought, boy, it's been forever since I've been to Columbia A and Kansas City B. So uh, nice little uh, reunion trip for me. And uh, Kansas City is a great town. I'm sure you've, you've been through there before. And, uh, yeah, the, the, the fans, the Chiefs fans were certainly out in full force. But – I think I saw at least one of every NFL jersey. I even saw a Carolina Panthers uh, C.J. Stroud jersey. So we had all our bases covered. And, uh, <laughs> you know, between the the, I know Texas does barbecue as well as anybody, but we had the Kansas City thing going on there. The, the smells were in the air. I mean, it was it was it was a good atmosphere. I think it was uh, it was a it was a fun week. Yeah, you have to meet me there for the Big Twelve tournament sometime. The Big 12 yeah. basketball, men's and women's, that's where it is. I mean, you are you like a lot of different sports. Uh, college yep. basketball, Big 12 kind of runs that. And yep. uh, Kansas City is where we all meet up, okay? So keep that in the mind. I've never, uh, I've never been over to where that monument was, though. I mean, I was like, wait, where is that? Where's that background? I've never been to that pretty part of Kansas City. I guess it was close yep. to downtown. Burnt ends, I think pretty good. I think pretty good. Okay. I'm not, you know, Texas barbecue. Certainly, we do brisket better and probably do ribs better. But they're really into their burn ends, and uh, and I'm sure you got out and uh, took advantage of the stuff. Although you like a good hot dog, I mean, you're kind of you're a guy. You got a you got an interesting palate. You'll you'll try a little bit of everything. Now, let me run through some of these Cowboys picks. That Maisie Smith. I mean, is that some people had that as a bit of a reach? For the Cowboys. I mean, I like watching the man do all his, what do you call those things, like the plyometrics that he was doing. It, I mean, he, there's some there's some interesting things he does from an athleticism standpoint. Um, I 
I don't know exactly how disruptive or how effective he'll be, especially early on. Um, what did you think about back-to-back Michigan picks? And which of, I mean, do you do you think both of those guys, it'll take a little time? Will there be a learning curve? Or do you see immediate impacts from those both those first two picks, the defensive tackle and the tight end? Yeah, I think both should play right away. I mean, I, I you know, it, it's not like there was a glaring, massive, you know, gaping hole at either spot, but I think they could use upgrades at, at both defensive tackle and tight end. So there's that. Um, and, you know, Mozzie was, was an interesting study. If you had read Bruce Feldman's uh, freaks list, you know, he goes yeah. through and lists the top 60 athletes in college football entering the season. It's a, it's a must read for college fans, for draft fans, for NFL people getting ready, you know, and Mozzie was number one, I believe I could be wrong. He was very high on the list and, you know, for somebody six, three, 230, five pounds or whatever he is to uh, be able to do the kinds of freaky movement skills and, and, and the, the, the mass and strength that he carries. I mean, that's, you know, that, that's a, an honor right there. I think he was deserving to be in the, you know, near the top of that list anyway, but you, you can get a little bit frustrated at the, the lack of, you know, massive plays that he made. I thought he, again, kind of like we were saying with Ika, maybe a, a little bit more playmaking the year before I have to kind of measure him up and go back to my notes a little bit, but you know, he's a good pursuit player for a guy who's that, who's that big. I mean, he's, I saw him, you know, chase down people from behind or at least be in on plays that you wouldn't normally expect that size of a guy to be in on. And, you know, I think playing on a, a, a more talented defensive line, like the Cowboys have, not that Michigan was, you know, some trash unit or anything, but still, I mean, just, having the kind of uh, pass rush talent with Lawrence and Parsons and, and all the rest. I mean, I think it's going to help him as well. Um, he did see obviously a lot of combo blocks was in the trenches there and, you know, did kind of get caught up in the trash at times. And I, I guess I, I felt like it was a solid pick. I don't know that I thought it was a, a mind blowing pick at anything, but it was apparently between him and Peter Bergeron, the uh, offensive lineman there from Syracuse, which is an interesting call there. With Luke Schoonmaker, you know, he's kind of a late bloomer a little bit. Last year was sort of his coming out party a little. And I don't think you see a sky-high ceiling, but you have a pretty darn high floor. I, You know, talking to Eric Galco, who runs the East-West Shrine game, you know, when the, when the rosters were announced, I said, give me the, the three highest – drafted prospects at your game. And it was Zay Flowers, the first-round pick, Aiden O'Connell, yeah. who we thought would go a little higher maybe, but um, and then Luke Schoonmaker. So he was definitely right about the, the first, you know, the Schoonmaker and Flowers. And they, I think, were very well-liked by scouts. Schoonmaker is probably your, your B-plus prospect. He doesn't necessarily have that one superpower that, that separates him and makes him a – you know, he doesn't have the freakish athleticism, but he does have very good size. I think he's a very competent blocker, and I think he's a very trustworthy receiver. I don't know that he's going to be, you know, running 25-yard seam routes or corner routes or anything you don't normally see from a tight end, but he'll run the full tight end route tree, run it effectively, good solid hands. He'll jump in there with Ferguson and what Peyton Hendershot, I would think, would be the third guy. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's a pretty good trio. So, I think both are ready-made to play right away, and for, for a contender, that's, that's not bad. 
Eric Edholm, NFL Media, joining the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. He's been our national draft expert for many years now. No matter really where I am, I like Eric is my guy. Uh, I like how you finish this thing. I don't think you really fired up Cowboys fans, though. Your, your summary, it's a mostly unsexy crop. But a fairly respectable one. There you go. <laughs> it, uh, right, like, yeah, you know, you have a you have a, a first date that you probably know isn't going to lead to marriage, but it, there's nothing offensive about it. You want to thank the person you're with. Hey, you know, unsexy but respectable. I think that's a good way to say it. You know. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Boy, speak for yourself on those first dates. I came out. I came out firing early. Okay, uh, but it was <laughs> it was better than respectable. All right, now. Um, I, you're kind of excited about Deuce Vaughn, so we'll get to that in a second. But this sure. other guy, Fajoko, concerns me because it's kind of like, ah, oh, he's kind of squatty, he's kind of thick, but he's boy, big, lots of ta- you know, lots of uh, production, very productive. Of course, you always have to watch out because it's at San Jose State. I mean, it's yep. not like he was just dominating. The greatest, you know, but again, as you've pointed out, he kind of got better. He kind of, as the, as each year went on, guy got better and better. Um, I mean, is this, to me, you're indicating that everybody after, with the exception of maybe Deuce, everybody after, well, even after the first two rounds, we don't know how immediate the help might be. And I guess it's a lot of NFL teams, but Fajoko, yeah. 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 Well, Fajoko, I think, is is a pretty interesting player, too. And I would say that, you know, probably because of the depth they have, you know, again, there's going to be maybe a little bit of a limit to to what you can expect or what you should expect out of him. But, um, you know, I I thought it was a good player when I watched it. And, I mean, I thought he, you know, certainly for where they get him in the mid-fourth round, late-fourth round, you know, I thought that was a good landing spot, too. Uh, you know, Asim Richards as well. UNC had some some nice moments, a pretty good football player. Overshone, I think, is going to be a, a contributor as well. I mean, Fahoko, as you said, I mean, this is a guy who I think did improve every single year. He was a fifth-year guy, I believe, and came to school, if I'm not mistaken, as a tight end. And so, you know, somewhat new to defense, and, and uh, as he transitioned there, you just you know, you kind of felt like this is a, a smart player, thickly built guy, but the consistent backfield production and the, uh, you know, I watched two games and I think he had three, four fumbles or so. No, three games and two, four fumbles. So, you know, again, a disruptor, somebody who's may not be darting into the backfield with, you know, incredible quickness, but um, pretty light on his feet for his size and, you know, hands on the ball and trying to, trying to dislodge it. So, I think that's uh, you know a good element to to have in your in your in your bag. Yeah, Deuce five five. I mean, he's tiny, but that's going to be fun. And the and the story is really neat. His dad, as a scouting director or a uh, scout for the Cowboys, that was really cool. Him to call his son. We know him because it was not too far away down the Austin area where he played. He goes to K State, and you can't help but get. Darren Sproles type vibes. Players like this, if they're to be successful, it's because they're so quick. It's because they can kind of hide behind the offensive line. You don't want to get them too much exposure. But I guess the reason he held on as long as he did is there's not great like 40 time. I think, in fact, he was like a 4 6 type guy. 
But but from a playmaking standpoint, um, I I I I feel like uh, Eric, you were pretty excited about this pick. I was, yeah. I mean, I I was curious to see where he'd go. I thought fourth, fifth round would not have been too early, you know, given the size concerns and you know just the the the, the workload expectations for a player of that build. I mean. He did a great job in college, you know, took handoffs between the tackles, you know, got caught screen passes, even caught some wheel routes and different stuff. And, you know, they would, they would get the ball into his hands a lot. Not realistic for him to have that vast a role in the NFL, but they have Tony Pollard. And I felt like they needed some insurance for Tony anyway, given the injury and Zeke's gone and, you know, the whole thing. I mean, just sort of felt like a, a, a natural that they would add some kind of running back in the draft. I didn't immediately think of, of Vaughn, although I did know of the connection of, of Chris, his dad, as you mentioned, and gave us the feel good moment for, uh, for the weekend. That was awesome. Uh, texted with Chris briefly afterwards and said, you know, just, I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did watching. And he seemed to be pretty over the moon about the whole thing, but they got a really good football player for a really good value. And that's, yeah, oh, that's important, and I think if you picture him in a eight to twelve touch role, you know, behind Tony and uh, schemed up touches, but also some third down opportunities when things break down. You know, good outlet options. Somebody who's a smart receiver catches the ball well naturally. Um, tough as heck for the for the size of package he is. I mean, he took some big hits in college and and just kept going and. If you think kind of like Tariq Cohen a couple of years ago with the with the Chicago Bears who carved out a nice role before he had some real mm-hmm. knee trouble, mm-hmm. that's the kind of player I think they're getting. And I hope it works out because he's one of my favorite players to scout and watch in uh, the several years that I've seen him now. I mean, he's he's been he's been a terrific college player, and I think he'll be a very nice uh, pro as well. All right, in the uh, the fact that you did give the Eagles an A is uh, is very concerning to me uh you love apparently you love that draft and you just feel like now it, it became comical their love of georgia players they already had a couple from last year's draft they go two more georgia players in the first round and then they go uh another georgia player the cornerback in the fourth round what was the biggest reason you like this eagles draft so much well, they had a lot of ammunition, first of all, and I don't think they missed on a lot of those shots. I mean, you know, the the grading system is a little unfair, and I am kind of working with the parameters that we had kind of worked out before, which is, look, we're, we're judging the picks. So the Miami Dolphins with four picks are going to be at a disadvantage to begin with, right? And teams that had more ammunition, more high selections, are naturally going to get some of the higher grades. Uh, unless they made really curious decisions, you know, so they were obviously in a pole position to start with anyway. So uh, obviously I think the Carter pick is going to determine whether this is a, a draft or a B minus draft. I mean, if he's a, if he's a total flop, you know, you could obviously hold it very much against them, but if there's an environment in which he can succeed with now five college teammates on his, on the roster, uh, you know, guys that he looked up to like the Kobe Dean and, uh, you know, Jordan Davis, and obviously the, the two uh, teammates this year, Nolan Smith, very inspirational locker room guy. I think he's got, he wears his heart on his sleeve and I think we'll, we'll win with effort and things like that. You got Fletcher Cox, maybe the last year of his, of his Eagles career, 
you know, they've already lost uh, the the 1D tackle out to, to, to the 49ers. There's a role for them. There's expectations very high, a team that's had success. Um, you know, the, the, the situation couldn't be more perfect for him to thrive. So that kind of helped it, too. They made their own bed, and it's a good bed to be in. So, you know, th- those two picks were, were smart, thought good value at both. Although Smith I'm not quite as enamored with as some people are. Um, and Keely Ringo trading the 2024 pick to get him. I get why they did it. They can, they can afford to do it with all the extra ammunition, but still got to figure out what position he plays. He's sort of a safety body, shaky coverage skills at times, gave up a lot of passes to Ohio State, you know, in the, in the uh, semifinal game. Had a lot of rough reps this past season, but boy, is he a gifted athlete, and you, you have a lot to work with with him. All right, and uh, Big 12 did pretty well, by the way. First round, 60% of Big 12 teams landed a player. We've seen them do a lot worse than that. And uh, the Horn Frogs, i got to point that out. They, the Rams were, were in love with former Horn Frogs players, even guys that ended up at different places. And then the Chargers, for some reason, the Rams and Chargers both took a lot of TCU players, but uh, I think that speaks to the, the the talent that Gary Patterson brought in back in the day, and of course the way it's been developed recently. But uh, I, I thought it was an overall a little bit better, even though Baylor was not as big as they were last year. Overall, the Big Twelve was very respectable. Yeah, obviously TCU had had a brilliant year. You know, you can you can make whatever jokes you want about the, the finals. I mean, they, they had a tremendous season and it was, it was great to see them have the success they did. And, and you're right about the chargers, you know, obviously Quentin Johnson, Darius Davis, um, and then uh, the late, late pick of max as well. And that's kind of the athletic guy that they've, you know, Easton stick and, and uh, you know, uh, chase Daniel and guys like that. So he fits what they've looked for in their backup quarterbacks. And uh, Steve Avila could start right away for the Rams. So, yeah, I mean, I was, just for TCU by itself, I thought, you know, had a really successful weekend. D winners landed in a good spot in San Francisco. So, but yeah, the Big 12 in general, and they even, there were even some who slipped through the cracks, like Anthony Johnson from Iowa State, I thought would go a round or two higher than he did, maybe even more than that. I was a little shocked he slipped as long as he did. And uh, Xavier Hutchinson, same thing. I thought, you know, slid a little farther than I expected. But, you know, it's, it's, definitely about uh some of the higher picks and, and it was a good weekend for the conference that's you know obviously taken taken its uh, its lumps over the years as conference realignment and the, the college world has changed but um you're always happy i'm a, I'm a big 12 guy at heart you know when, when i was at mizzou that's where we were we were big eight and big 12 so it was, it was nice to see the conference do well all right, there's a Mizzou guy that ranks high in the Big 12 right now who is like the final class as they're going to the Big 12 named Clark Williams. He's high up in the Big 12 now. He's a fellow Mizzou graduate. And then just to uh, put these names on your radar, by the way, Eric, for next year, Gabe Hall, who has been yep. on the freaks list, he might be a guy to keep an eye on this year from Baylor. And then T.J. Franklin. Uh, from Temple, Texas, big-time uh, player who I think is about to have an enormous year. So, you know, I always like to tip you off on a few of these Baylor players sure. to, to get you off and running, all right? That helps me. Yeah, no, don't get me wrong. I, I, 
I, I make my list sometime in, in May, maybe early June, where I start, you know, and I already know the first sort of 15, 30 guys I'm going to look at, you know, the big names like the Caleb Williams and the Drake Mays. But, hey, these are the, these are the picks that I got to, you know, got to fill in the rest with. And, and there, there are quite a few players. So you, we, time's a waste. And we only got, what, 358 days till the next draft. So got to get going on it. All right, yes, you and I start watching the film, and we'll get this thing ready. And, uh, Eric, great to visit with you. Get a little rest, and then we'll do it again. Looking forward to it, my man. See you soon. You bet. Eric Edholm uh, with NFL Media. Uh, You see his work up on NFL.com, and he is the lead draft writer for the NFL and uh, very, very does a great job and is uh, coveted. His work is uh, considered some of the best across the NFL. So fun to get to visit with him. It is time now for something we call Campus Confidential. Let's take a long look at what's going on, and we'll start to take a peek as the Big 12 meetings start out in Scottsdale. We'll uh, peek in there. That is all next. ESPN Central Texas is your flagship station for Baylor Athletics. You wouldn't call your doctor, accountant, or mechanic using a 1-800 number, so why your bank? If you have to dial 1-800, you don't know your bank, and your bank doesn't know you. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. And also at cnbwaco.com. SoCal Speed Shop in downtown Waco is Waco's newest speed shop. Looking for hot rod parts? SoCal Speed Shop in Waco has unbeatable prices. Check out their showroom located at 321 6th Street, just two minutes away from the silos. You'll find t-shirts, memorabilia, collectible decals, and more. SoCal Speed Shop in Waco, a retail merchandise and speed shop for anyone who wants to go fast and look good doing it. SoCal Speed Shop in downtown Waco. Stop by or check them out online at SoCalWaco.com. Uncle Worm Smokehouse Texas Cuisine is not just a food truck anymore. They now have a restaurant in the Old Red Barn in Bosqueville. Enjoy their special unique dishes like Mac Daddy brisket mac and cheese, meatballs, plus the best ribeye steaks in town. Featuring a full bar with unique cocktails. Ladies bring two or more friends for ladies night every Wednesday night and get 10% off. Karaoke Thursday nights and famous catering for any event. Open Tuesday through Saturday, Uncle Worm Smokehouse Texas Cuisine, located on 19th Street in Bosqueville. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. Are you ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas' premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfied clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. Everson Tractors has provided you with affordable and reliable top-of-the-line Branson tractors for over 30 years. And they're excited to announce that Branson has now teamed up with Time to combine their forces. Everson's commitment to exceptional service, outstanding value, and innovative machinery is now bigger, stronger, and better. If you're a full-time rancher or weekend warrior, come see the all-new lineup of TYM tractors today at the locally owned and operated Everson Tractor Sales in Robinson, where service is our name. 
Elevate your career with a new job at Versalift Southwest, a time manufacturing company. Versalift Southwest occupies a 16-acre, state-of-the-art assembly and upfitting facility that develops and builds the world's best aerial lifts, digger derricks, and cable placers right here in Central Texas. They're now hiring hydraulic, electrical, and service technicians and welders. They offer great benefits package and outstanding starting pay. Drop by their location at 7601 Imperial Drive in Waco to apply. Campus Confidential is brought to you by Jim Turner Chevrolet, where they say we're just a heartbeat away in McGregor, and we treat you like family. Check them out at turnerchevy.com. It's time for Campus Confidential, our daily look at college football news. Here's your host, Matt Mosley. It is Matt Mosley, and Aaron, we can, uh, we can extend our time here just a bit because uh, – our 5 o'clock guest is interviewing one of the members of the Texas Rangers, and he's going to wrap that up right around 5, and then he'll be ready to visit with us. That is Jared Sandler, the, uh, well, my old broadcast partner at ESPN, at 103.3 FM ESPN, and now does the Rangers games, and so that'll be fun to catch up with him. But, uh, Aaron, we'll do some Campus Confidential here, and um, where do you want to start today? Well, Matt, we will start with college football playoff news. Mm. The uh, college football playoff released their schedule for the 12-team format that will be used in 2024 and 2025 today. It'll feature a New Year's Day triple header, but no quarterfinal games played on Saturday. CFP Executive Director Bill Hancock said last week after a meeting that the calendar had been decided upon, the final piece was placing games in sights two dates, and they did that today. The 2024 uh, first-round games will be played Friday, December 20th. Three games will be played Saturday, December 21st. Those four games will all be on campus. The quarterfinals are scheduled to be held at bowl sites on New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. The 2024 semifinals are set for Thursday night, January 9th at the Orange Bowl. That's in 2025. January 10th at the Cotton Bowl with the championship game January 20th at Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta in 2025. Okay, so of immediate interest to us for the 2024 season, as Aaron said, first-round games played on the campus sites, and those are slated to start with one game Friday, December 20th mm-hmm. and then three more games will be played on campuses on Saturday December 21st now man this is really interesting as you start um, playing all this out just a reminder so there's no confusion this coming season will be the last in which the CFP uses a four-team format so we do one more season with it, and then we'll get all this stuff rolling in the 2024 season. And as a note, that is when OU in Texas will no longer be members of the Big 12. So there will not be one of these expanded playoffs with OU in Texas in the conference, okay? The first one that will happen, they will go on their way. The upcoming season, of course, is the last 
in which the SEC will participate. And the, um, you know, one of the things they had to think about was what days would they be going up on uh, against the NFL. And the truth of the matter is, Aaron, that on December, Saturday, December 21st, those three games played on campuses, those games will go up against the NFL. And we'll just have to see how that'll all shake out because that part of the year, the NFL is allowed to have games. There's only a certain time of the year where the NFL can play Saturday games, and it usually starts up some point in December. So there will be a head-to-head battle there. And as Aaron said, quarterfinals are scheduled to be held at the bowl sites on New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. The Fiesta Bowl will be played the night of Tuesday, December 31st, and then the Peach, Rose, and Sugar Bowls will host quarterfinal games played in that order on January 1st. So, you know, I I guess the exciting thing about it, Aaron, is we've had moments in the past where New Year's Eve we had some huge semifinal games, and then sometimes it's not New Year's Eve, and then a lot of times late in recent years, New Year's Day is just kind of like the Rose Bowl, and but not not the old great bowl games. This will be kind of unbelievable in 2024 to go back to a triple header of huge, meaningful football on New Year's Day. That's going to feel pretty cool, and... You know, I I understand there are people all over the fin- all over the map on how to do a playoff, how it should go. But to start it, this looks pretty good to me. Aaron, any glaring errors or or weirdness about this? Is anybody complaining about this? The layout of this? Not that I noticed, and not that I've read. I just think people are. They did the best they could to avoid the NFL. They couldn't avoid it completely, just because the NFL plays so many games on so many different days now but it's just amazing how far this has come it's full circle i guess you would say from when i first got into radio every guest we had on would say no there's not going to be a playoff it would ruin the bowls and the bowls are what kept college football alive and blah 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 and now we're a year away from from a 12-team playoff it's just it's pretty incredible and i i can't wait i'm there for it yeah, they're only like what 25, 30 years behind. Yes, it only took some them of the other quarter of a century. Some of the other divisions <laughs> in college football that have been doing this for a long time, but uh, but yeah, it, it's better late than never, uh, is what I would say. What else do you have, sir? Big Twelve Commissioner Brett Yormark continues to try to push the Big Twelve into new avenues and new markets to expand the brand. The latest is to play football and basketball in Mexico. Your mark told, uh, excuse me, uh, CBS's Dennis Dodd reports that your mark is planning on having the Big 12 play football and basketball games in Mexico, including possibly having a basketball game between Houston and Kansas be in Mexico, but they're still in the early stages of working out the details. They would play 
the football games in Monterey and the basketball games in Mexico City. Is the Kansas program allowed to travel outside of the U.S.? <laughs> <laughs> Some of the sanctions they might they might have. Remember that. That would be fun. Do you think the uh, Do you think the folks of uh, from Mexico are are excited about L.J. Cryer to Houston? Do you think they're just like I would like to? Cannot wait to see <laughs> L.J. in a Houston uniform. I I don't know how this would be. I mean, do I stop down and go, oh, my gosh, the NBA is playing in Mexico City? No. Do I really care when the NFL's in London? No. I mean, I'm conditioned to watch football at a certain time of the day. I'm not getting up at 8 or 9. Oh, man, let's get up before church and watch Jacksonville play whoever in the in you know in London I don't I really I mean I, as much as I love the NFL I don't care um about it so I I think it's I don't have a bad feeling toward this nor do I have like the same kind of feeling like I'm more excited about seeing them play in Rucker Park like the uh some of the Big 12 teams perhaps play in Rucker Park this summer or do the draft combine and have it in Frisco, the Big 12. I mean, that stuff's of more interest to me than having some games in Mexico City. But still, hey, it's fun. They're out there in Arizona now, not far away from Mexico. The Big 12 meetings are happening, and your Mark's making things happen. What's great about this is not exactly, oh, my gosh, when's the game going to be? It's more that about the fact that your mark continues to kind of run circles around the Pac-12. That's the most important thing here. Is it just feeds in to that narrative that uh, that our man your mark is uh, controlling things. Okay, good. Our man, our Rangers man, is good to go. We'll have Jared Sandler, Rangers uh, uh, Rangers Radio Network next. Listen to ESPN Central Texas online at CentexSportsFan.com. In Cummins Bank wants you to be the first to know about our newest rewards checking account, Mars Rewards. Mars Rewards goes beyond any other debit card-based rewards program by giving you exponential earning potential. We even reward you when your referred friends open a Mars Rewards account and use their debit card. Open your Mars Reward checking account, use your debit card, and get paid. Visit InCommonsBank.com Mars to view complete account requirements and open your free Mars Rewards checking account today. In Cummins Bank, member FDIC. Don't you wish everyone spoke about you the way your mom does? You know, it's no wonder this guy made his mama proud. She always wanted him to be a doctor. Hi there, I'm the Foundation Doctor. That's Ronnie Weaver, the Foundation Doctor. My team and I have accumulated over 70 years' experience dealing with Central Texas soils and foundations. We're always honest with you and would never suggest work you don't need. If we say we can fix it, we will. And our warranties, well, they're the best in the business. We treat your home like it's our mom's in hopes that you will speak as highly about us as she does. If you think you need foundation repair, you're in good hands with the doctor. If you don't believe me, just ask my mom. Give us a call today at 863-8800 or look us up on the web at INeedTheDoctor.com. So for doors that are sticking and cracks in your walls, the Foundation Doctor will make a house call. 
Chance Wilcox lived his life with a kind heart, and anyone would tell you that. But I'll never forget the call that my only son, with so much life ahead of him, had been killed instantly by a distracted driver on her cell phone. The happiness we all had and enjoyed up until that time was gone in one second by 100% preventable action. Heads up, Texas. Using your phone behind the wheel can be deadly. Talk, text, crash. Brought to you by TextDot. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Buttfest 2023 is coming to the Riesel Lions Love Fairgrounds. Friday and Saturday, May 5th and 6th, some of the fastest mud tractors on the planet, mega truck racing, and UTV side-by-side racing. All sure to impress, plus a tough truck contest. It's the McLennan County Mudfest, May 5th and 6th, presented by Alan Samuels Dodge Jeep Brown. Gates open at 6, show starts at 7 at the Riesel Lions Club Fairgrounds. Tickets are $20 for adults, $10 for kids 5 to 12, 4 and under are free. BYOP with a $10 cooler. Cans only. Seam is limited, so bring a lawn chair. And special thanks to RDO Equipment. My house has a new glow. I love my windows. Universal Windows Direct. Spring is here, and many of you are realizing it's time to replace those old windows before the hot weather gets here. Call Universal Windows Direct of Central Texas and schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows have 11 times less air infiltration as standard windows and have been awarded the most efficient windows by Energy Star for years. Also, they offer 0% financing for 60 months. That's right, 0% financing for 60 months. Contact Universal Windows Direct of Central Texas for a free in-home estimate universal windows central texas.com that's universal windows central texas.com or call 254-301-7760 and be sure to check out their great google and angie list reviews i love my windows they've got that brand new home effect universal windows direct have you been tagged yet again in an engagement ring photo are hints being dropped all around you Rest assured, D'Amore Fine Jewelers has been rescuing men seeking the perfect ring for over 25 years. Come in with a picture of her dream ring and we'll make it a reality. With our five-year financing, custom design team, and selection of diamonds, we'll make the whole process fun and enjoyable. D'Amore Fine Jewelers on West Waco Drive. This is ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Hellberg Barbecue, Jim Turner Chevrolet, Myatt Fuels, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop, Versalift Southwest, Time Manufacturing, and UBO Business Services. And now, here's Matt Mosley. It is uh, Matt Mosley on the uh, Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas, and coming to us from the ballpark now, Jared Sandler. And you hear him on these broadcasts. I've known Jared for many years now. And, Jared, I keep looking at the standings, man. I'm kind of like you. I think you posted it uh, on your Twitter earlier today, uh, along with saying something like, pretty good month. It is, I mean... I, don't you keep doing it like I do? Like, wait, they're still first place, and we're this many games into the season. It's kind of a, it's kind of been fun, hasn't it? Yeah, I mean they, they just haven't given 
us any reason to standings watch for the last six years, really. So, I mean, I know <laughs> when I post those, I know people are like, oh, it's early, and I know it's early. I mean, the, a lot can change between now and the end of the regular season, and, and winning April uh, doesn't get you anything. But it's just been fun. It's fun to have an engaged fan base. Uh, you know, when the Rangers got swept by the Reds, obviously that wasn't great, but it was cool knowing that those games meant something to some people because in years past, getting swept by anyone would maybe stink for a few minutes, but it just didn't have any big picture implications. And so it's just been fun watching a competitive team. And, uh, you know, as long as the Rangers can stay in first place, it's, you know, it's been really enjoyable. I don't know that uh, I expect them to to have this, you know, the rest of the way, but I do expect this team to compete for a playoff spot. And, uh, and so, you know, that being the case, all these games matter. And uh, it's fun that that, is kind of attached to the end result because, like I said, it hasn't been this way since 2016. I mean, to win three of four versus the Yankees after that Reds thing, what did you think, Jared, at the bullpen uh, with the Reds? I mean, one of those games they were up, what, like 6-1 or something. They still they end up losing that game, and I think a lot of Rangers fans did start to think, oh, man, this thing's coming apart. To stabilize things in that Yankees series – like what what has kind of happened with that bullpen perhaps to settle down in addition to just out hitting folks and i mean sometimes it's old fashioned you know winning a game whatever 14 to 2 you don't have to worry too much about the bullpen yeah I, that i mean that part's definitely been huge you know going into the red series the rangers had barely played any close games because you know mm-hmm. when they won they were winning big and so the bullpen just hadn't been tested. Now, the irony is that in the first two games against the Reds, they were up big, and the bullpen let the Reds back in and ultimately win the game. But, uh, you know, I think the key for this bullpen is just finding a way to stay afloat until the Rangers are in a position to make moves, uh, you know, in in the trade market. And and that's just not going to probably come until maybe the end of this month or June when the supply and demand allows for them to acquire guys at, at reasonable prices. Uh, but, you know, Will Smith's been a big addition. Uh, I think if the Rangers can can get Jose LeClerc right, even if it's not in the ninth inning role, that will help. Uh, the reality is, though, they don't have a whole lot to draw from in the minors. You know, Danny Duffy uh, was signed uh, this offseason with the idea of contributing to the bullpen. He's still trying to work his way back from injury. Same with Kyle Funkhauser. They're both a few weeks away. Chase Lee isn't really what the Rangers need right now. Uh, Mark Church is a guy who could be an option, and then they they called up Yerry Rodriguez and hopes that you know he could provide something with his with his electric fastball. But uh, you know, in a blowout on Sunday against the Yankees, he had a tough time. So I, I think they're just going to have to try and patch things together. No one is going to mistake this unit for being one of the the best units in baseball. But I do think they've got enough to stay afloat. And I think Jonathan Hernandez and Will Smith and then Brock Burke as well will be big parts of that. The real question is, with Dane Dunning potentially having to take on a, a role in the rotation with Jacob deGrom's injury, what is that going to do to the bullpen in terms of those middle innings, the the hybrid, long-relief, multi-inning role, which he's you know, filled and, and done so at a really high level? Yeah, um, that that will be interesting to see how he he does there, and uh, they're going to have to fortify it. Jared Sandler joining us on the Matt Mosley Show, Rangers Radio Network. Tell me, Jared, about Josh Young. He put up huge numbers. I mean, he's 
He's headed toward rookie of the year status. I mean, he's just running circles around everybody right now. I mean, this is kind of a and, – and I love his quote the other night. He said something along the lines of, man, it feels a little bit like October baseball. And I'm thinking, what does this guy know about – October, but he just he, there's a there's a maturity that seems to kind of come from him, and, and maybe he's a little bit of an old soul. You're around him. I think he was on over 105.3 today, and and you know what 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 kind of vibe is he putting out? Because it really does seem like things have kind of slowed down for him, and he's just mashing. And and really, there are no rookies out there that are even in, in you know close to him right now. Yeah, no, and, and we should find out, I think, maybe tomorrow or something who the American League Rookie of the Month uh, is going to be for April, and, and I think Josh has got a pretty good shot at that. And the Rangers really haven't had a lot of people littering those uh, those monthly awards over the last few years. But, yeah, I, I think you're you're right. You're on to something there. I mean, it, he's really, ever since the Rangers drafted him, he has been very big on the mental side of things. He's worked with a guy named Brian Kane, who uh, a lot of, college baseball programs will hire to, to work with their kids on the, you know, the mental side and, uh, and then individuals will do so as well. And I, I don't know if Josh was, ex- I think Josh was exposed to him when he was like a teenager. Uh, but you know, whether you, you, you know, buy into that sort of stuff or not, I think suffice to say like mentally he is, he is very grounded. He is in a really great place where I think that's a big challenge for a lot of young guys. And, uh, you know, Buster Olney was was around uh, one of the I forget which one of the two Sunday night baseball games the Rangers had, which you know they they haven't been doing that much uh, the last few years. And Buster Olney, I, I, he went on. I listened to his interview with Josh Young that he put on his podcast, and then after the interview ran, he had a few things to say, and he said that you know when he talked to Josh, there was this sense that he got from Josh like, hey, I'm happy to talk to you, but is this almost done? I got work to do. Like not in a rude way. Josh didn't say it, but he kind of got that vibe. And I think that's a very fair way to uh, represent, you know, how Josh is. He's here to get his work done and he'll have fun. He'll go play ping pong and you get him, and and he'll smile and joke and and have a good time with you. It's not that there's no personality or anything, but uh, I don't think, you know, success for instance gets to his head. I think he's here. I spoke to him the other day about, you know, an area of his game, which he's really succeeded in that sitting with two strikes. And he's like, yeah, but you know, I'm striking out way too much. And I think he's, he's like one of these guys, he's very aware. He's aware of, of the strengths, but he's aware of his weaknesses. And he comes to the park every day with a plan, like a veteran. And I think that's been really impressive. And what about uh, these outfielders? I mean, earlier in the year, we saw it happen to, to Josh, and that was really scary. But, I mean, even from that first game, and I was out there, you had Grossman. I think Josh had a big hit in that game to get him back in it. Uh, I'm trying to think. He might have had one of those home runs. But, I mean, it's just kind of interesting to have not known exactly how that outfield was going to shape out. I mean, that was the part we were really asking ourselves. And at times, um, man, they've really had some some good production. And this is after years of in certain spots, Jared, as you well know, it's like, okay, well, they've got nothing out of left field this year. Old center fields hit about, you know, 187. We have those stories year after year. Um, it just seems like they put some nice parts together out there uh, during this during this nice start. Yeah, and, you know, Adolis Garcia 
it was yeah. the one guy you kind of you thought you knew what you're going to get out of him. But you're right. Everything else was kind of a big question. Uh, Leody Tavares, you know you're going to get good defense from him, but he's he's never really put it together offensively. Uh, in left field, whether, you know, in spring training, was it going to be Ezekiel Duran or Josh Smith or Brad Miller or Robbie Grossman? You know, none of these guys you looked at and are like, yep, this is the guy. And then all of a sudden, Travis Jankowski emerges. And, you know, you got mm-hmm. Bubba Thompson. And, uh, you know, really what, what the Rangers have gotten out of Travis Jankowski has been, uh, has been massive. He's not necessarily going to wow you with the back of his baseball card, but he's come in and played really good defense. He's come up with some big hits. You know, Josh Smith hasn't gotten off to a great start offensively. Bubba Thompson, same thing. Leody Tavares, same thing. Uh, but Robbie Grossman now here of late, the 11-game hitting streak, and he's had some big hits. So they're finding ways to piece it together. Uh, but I would also say that, you know, the depth there, I know I just mentioned a lot of names, but the the mm-hmm. practical depth is, is something that is uh, – it, it should definitely be a concern. You know, if they were to lose a Dolis for whatever reason, you know, there's just not a lot of offensive production that you're going to get from your outfield. Uh, and so will someone step up? You know, hopefully Evan Carter is in double A right now. I can't imagine he's going to be there much longer because he's tearing up the Texas league. He's someone who I expect to be an option at some point this year. He's 20 years old. There's no reason to rush him, but this is an area. I mean, you asked about the bullpen earlier. I think the bullpen and an outfield spot are two areas where I feel pretty good about the Rangers being active uh, in July in advance of the trade deadline if you know they are still in a, a competitive spot, which I think a lot of people expect them to be. All right. Hey, I'm glad you brought Adolis uh, just won an award, didn't he, for the uh, – uh, I mean, my gosh, the, the numbers he's putting up are – and then, of course, some of those throws that he'll make um, – I mean, think back to when Adolis showed up uh, with the Rangers. I mean, was there any thought? I, I'm just trying to think about sort of the beginnings of, of his career with the Rangers, and it's just kind of amazing. I'm going back like two seasons ago, and one of those seasons he was putting up huge numbers, and then I think, as I recall, he faded late. But this is a clutch I'm trying to think who to compare him to. Some of those Astros players I can think of. If he comes up late in the game, you're thinking dramatics. I mean, has a clutch. He really does have something clutch about him. Um, how, how surprised are you to kind of see the player he's become for the Rangers? Well, yeah, I mean, if you go back to the start, Barry, you know, he, he showed up to spring training and I mean, he's, like a Greek God, you know, he looks like a statue of the muscles he's ripped. And he, if you didn't know anything, you'd look in the clubhouse, you'd be like, yeah, that guy's probably one of their best players. But you know, he had minimal major league experience with St. Louis and guys like that. There's usually a reason why, right? You know, they, they look great on paper, but there's a reason why they're available. And the Rangers actually designated him for assignment and it was somewhat calculated. I think they did so thinking that no one would claim him and no one did, but if you really love a guy, you're not going to do that because uh, you are absolutely risking losing that player. Uh, and then he ended up coming up later that year in Tampa. He had a, a big hit in his first game that season and then ended up winning the player of the week award. And you're right that year he faded late and he's a guy who swings and misses a lot. He chases a lot or did back then. And so there are a lot of things that lined up. Uh, you know, in the story that would suggest, hey, one, you know, one hit wonder. Because there are a lot of guys like that in baseball. Every year, 
there are more than a handful of guys who have really good years and you go into the next year thinking, hey, this guy's someone we can count on, and they disappear. I mean, Danny Santana was that for the Rangers a few years ago, and he yes. you know, wasn't in the league the next year. Uh, and so with Adolis, I think there was a lot of reason to, to be concerned that last year was going to represent that. But he ended up making improvements last year. He didn't chase as much. He didn't swing and miss as much. And then defensively, he's really good out there. So – you know, even when he's you know struggling at the plate, he's giving you something defensively. Now, fast forward to this year, his chase rate has dropped significantly. His strikeouts are down. His walks are up, and it just seems like he's making improvements. That more often than not, guys like Adolis who come up late, they've bounced around, they've been designated for assignment, mm-hmm. they don't make. They usually don't last that long. And so, anyone that looked at Adolis and watched him in 2021 and said, "Hey," I know this guy is going to lead Major League Baseball in RBIs on May 1st or May 2nd, 2023. They're they're pulling that out of their backside because there are a lot of reasons why this was never going to work out long term. But Adolis is making improvements, and he's defying a lot of those reasons. Well, I, I tell you, it's funny. You made me think about people that you would look at back in the day. And, uh, of course, Gallo had the kind of body type and – and, and and he was such a big prospect that you were like, okay, can't wait to see him. The guy I missed on completely, Jared, I don't even know if you remember this name, Jose Barris. The Rangers had yeah. a guy, he was like 6'5", and he was so tall, and he was probably from, I don't know if he's from Venezuela, not exactly sure, but I remember thinking, oh, my gosh, this guy's going to be great, and it never it never happened for him. So it's, it is fun when they connect. Uh, and by the way, is, um, is, is everybody in baseball now have, like, extremely long hair? I, opening day, I saw, like, the helmet came off, I think, a Heim at some point. I'm like, oh, my gosh, the guy's got hair to, the, to his back. I think Josh has huge, long hair. Is this, is this a current trend, and have you grown your hair out? Since last time I saw you, <laughs> I, I I just got a haircut, so my hair is not uh, my hair is not especially long. You know, I think for a while for relievers, they all had like big beards, like three dimensional beards. Uh, but yeah, I guess the long hair. You know, they had Josh Smith, uh, Jonah Heim, Travis Jankowski. <laughs> uh, I'm sure there are a few others that I'm I'm not thinking about here. But uh, yeah, I guess the long hair is kind of a thing. Ezekiel Duran's kind of got long curly hair. Um, that's, if you've got it, I guess, uh, why not? But, uh, the other thing too, though, Matt, is the mustache. I don't know if I've ever seen you with a mustache, uh, but, uh, the mustache is a big thing. Now it's not just players like coaches, members of the analytics staff. I mean, everyone, it seems like these days is rocking a mustache. So, um, I don't know if that's something I'll ever do, but that seems to be a, a recent trend. Still can't grow one. Okay. Barely clinging <laughs> to my forties. Don't do not think I can can grow a beard but but not a mustache but uh jared have a uh, have a great call this evening you got that big west coast trip coming up and uh, you've been doing a, a great job you've got all kinds of uh things that you have to balance but uh really appreciate you working us in right after talking to ezekiel duran today and uh great to great to catch up and visit with you hey thanks matt thanks so much for having me and uh it's uh, it's been a fun run so far hopefully the rangers can keep this up Let's hope so as they continue on against those Diamondbacks. There he goes, Jared Sandler with the Rangers Radio Network. And uh, he and Matt uh, have continued to do such a great job calling these games. 
as we wait for Eric Nadell to hopefully uh, make a return at some point, the longtime uh, legendary Rangers broadcaster who has been uh, uh, very open about what uh, what he's going through. And uh, I talked to Eric today, in fact, just visited with him to check on him and uh, said he's getting better, said he's getting better. And so uh, would love to get to hear Eric. But, boy, Jared and Matt are doing a tremendous job. All right, it's Matt Mosley's show, ESPN Central Texas. Now, Aaron, remind me, do you want me to keep rolling or uh, you want to take a quick break and then we'll uh, we'll kind of get start getting ready for a little Baylor baseball? You want me to go? Okay, all right, we can – we can do that, and uh, it was good to be with uh, with Jared Sandler there as uh, as we continue on today. And we do have Baylor baseball. They are out in Abilene Christian, uh, Abilene Christian University out there in Abilene, and that game will get going. Six o'clock, first pitch tonight. It's going to be 545 on the pregame. You'll hear Derek uh, doing his thing on the road. This team needs to get going again. They've had some nice moments. They've had some great comebacks. They kind of got destroyed in this last series. It happened to them earlier in the season. Now, they were hanging in there in games. They were just fine. They were down 2-0 in the Saturday game, and and then they got steamrolled. That thing ended up being 10 nothing. That was against West Virginia. And then West Virginia is kind of the same thing. It was 8-4 at about the seventh inning the other day on Sunday. And then West Virginia buried them late. And uh, I can, I, you know, I know it's wearing on Mitch. I mean, it's a guy that's used to winning a ton of games. And so uh, has to be wearing on him. Now, getting you ready. Like last night, by the way, I watched Nuggets and Suns. And Nuggets are one of my favorite teams for a lot of reasons. The Joker might be my favorite player in the NBA. Uh, he's impossible to stop. He's clutch. Uh, it, it's it's just so rare in today's game that you can run an entire offense through a big man, and he's so good, and and he just takes over games. Got up 30 shots in that game, and he scored 39 points. That's not what he likes doing. He's more of a passer and facilitator, but every once in a while, Jamal Murray was having a horrible game. Uh, Michael Porter Jr. was having a bad game, and he got it done. And Phoenix has two superstars, all right? You can say three if you want to still say Chris Paul is. But with KD and Devin Booker, they've got great players across the board. And, of course, they have the, uh, they have the big man, DeAndre Ayton. And in the fourth quarter, the, uh, the, 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 the Nuggets just dropped the hammer on them. I, I don't know what to think about this, Aaron. I don't know. Am I supposed to believe that the Denver Nuggets are the favorites to win an NBA championship? I have, still have a hard time doing that. Uh, also last night, James Harden, the beard, went crazy. I mean, just just put it on the Celtics. It was a great game. He scores 45 points. Celtics still had a lead late. And then he hit one with about eight seconds left, and he just was putting people in the blender. And while he's been a very frustrating player at times during his career, he still can be great at times. They did not have Joel Embiid, and he just went insane. And um, that was uh, that was really cool to see. And then this series gets going tonight. I wanted to bring that up, Aaron, with the uh, 
with the stars. And I believe I believe it starts tonight at uh at eight thirty. Eight thirty on ESPN. Neighbor Ted was telling me on ESPN and the Kraken won over the Colorado Avalanche and it was historic in a lot of ways. And so now uh, you you kind of look at this, and Pete DeBoer, uh, DeBoer the uh, Stars coach, I was reading some uh, of what he said. He said, I thought the Kraken were the better team for big stretches of some of these games. We have a lot of respect for them. Now, the big news is Stars do have home ice advantage. And uh, I... I, I just think right now, the way the Stars are playing, they do love playing at home, have a great atmosphere, and, of course, it comes down to uh, the goalies and, uh, and, and, you know, what they're able to do and the netminders. Uh, and Otter, the man they call Otter, Otting, Ottinger for, uh, for the Stars, huge, huge. I mean, this will be, this will be really big. Now, in round one, Seattle, the Kraken, um, went three and one on the road. Home teams in eight first round matchups in the NH- in the Stanley Cup playoffs went eighteen and thirty one. It's crazy. It's crazy. The NHL home ice advantage is just not quite like what other sports home ice is. I mean, you feel huge advantages in the NBA playoffs when you get your crowd behind you i think that's always an enormous advantage i mean i think you know for the most part it's like that playing in road and home um uh nfl games in the playoffs nhl can go the other way and there's something about sometimes going on the road that can bond a team together and as stars left wing jason robertson said i think teams on the road are just playing hard together I think we took it for granted our first game. That's, of course, the, the one game the Stars lost at home. They were 2-1 and one at home in that, in that uh, first playoff series. And I, I think this is I, – I really think it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, I'm, I'm trying to think of, uh, uh, you know, like the matchups, that first round, there was some hatred that got going – with the Wild, um, and they Joe Pavelski was a game-time decision with a concussion for game six of the first round. There's footage of him earlier today uh, skating ahead of, uh, uh, ahead of uh, today's round two opener. This was, to, this was yesterday. There was footage of him out there uh, uh, skating. So we shall see. Aaron, our... Uh, uh, our, our, you know, we've got some local hockey experts in the area. I think they're probably pretty excited uh, to uh, uh, to hear some hockey talk break out on the Matt Mosley Show. The Minnesota Wild accumulated over 20 penalties in six games against the Stars in round one. That resulted in nine of Dallas's 21 goals. What an amazing uh, percentage, and there were a lot of power play chances, so I think that's going to be big. The Kraken averaged just 6.17 in penalty minutes per game in round one. That was the lowest average 
among all 16 teams. Going to be very different. The Kraken then Minnesota, which had a ton of penalty moments. We'll see how it all unfolds. It is the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. We'll say goodbye to you as we get you ready for Baylor baseball next. It's time now for today's Baylor Sports Beat, your daily dose of green and gold. Now, here's the voice of the Bears. Everybody, it's Trevor Jack of Baylor Athletics on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Coming up, Baylor baseball back in action tonight on the road. And Baylor men's and women's tennis gets their marching orders from the NCAA. Details straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat. It's the season at Allen Samuels in Waco to find the vehicle that's right for you. Get amazing deals on new Ram trucks, Jeep SUVs, Chrysler sedans, and minivans, or a sporty Dodge. At Allen Samuels, we're committed to taking care of our customers, and that means having as much new inventory on hand for you to choose from. Of course, if we don't have exactly what you want in stock, we can help you build the custom car, truck, SUV, or van of your dreams. And order it today. Shop DCJ.com or come in to see us today at Allen Samuels in Waco. Check out the Baylor Bookstore on campus for the latest men's, women's, and children's Baylor apparel. The Baylor Bookstore, also available online at BaylorShop.com. Light the tower green. The Baylor Bears are Big 12 Conference champions. Fans, want to get into Baylor Bears athletic events for free? Become a Texas Farm Bureau member today. Texas Farm Bureau members get two free tickets to select Baylor Bears athletic events all year long. Visit BaylorBears.com slash TFB tickets to learn about how you can get your two free tickets today. Texas Farm Bureau Insurance, proud sponsor of Baylor Athletics. You're listening to the Baylor Sports Beat on ESPN Central Texas. Here again is the voice, John Morris. And welcome back. Congratulations to Baylor men's and women's tennis. They all advance in the postseason. The announcement coming yesterday from the NCAA. Women's tennis making its 24th consecutive NCAA tournament appearance. They'll travel to College Station taking on SMU in the opening round. That will be Friday morning at 10 a.m. And men's tennis making its 25th straight NCAA tournament appearance. They'll open Friday against number 17 Florida State in Columbia, South Carolina in 8th ranked South Carolina's regional. Baylor did beat Florida State 4-2 earlier this year in Waco. Baylor baseball with a couple of midweek games this week, then off for the weekend for finals on the Baylor campus. They'll play tonight against Abilene Christian, tomorrow at home against A&M Corpus Christi. The off weekend comes at a good time for this Baylor team, says assistant coach Jim Blair. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the the midweek games are are different than the weekend. You know, the weekend, you know, we were talking about in the office as far as, you know, when are we giving our guys time off and when are we going to rest them? You know, when your, your players are up here, you know, for about 28 hours throughout the course of the weekend, Friday night gets extended because of the weather situation. So, I mean, our guys are up here from probably 1.30 to about 11, you know, and that's that's a, that's a long day. And three days in a row like that can get on you a little bit. So, in the midweek's not a, not a big 
big deal. We have a couple of games in a row, but that is what it is. But to have, you know, thir- the Thursday, Friday, Saturday off, you know, with finals going on and let, our, let us get our feet back underneath us and get some of these injury things out of the way, I think it's definitely uh, welcomed at this point. Jim Blair and Baylor Baseball in action tonight in Abilene against ACU on the air at 545. First pitch at 6 tonight for Baylor Bear Baseball here on ESPN Central Texas. And that's today's Baylor Sports Beat. More tomorrow. I'm John Morris. The source for Baylor athletic news and information, ESPN Central Texas. A bank in any town USA treats everyone like, well, anyone. At Central National Bank, we provide Central Texans with a different kind of banking. We believe in people over processes, listening over telling, and helping our customers over helping ourselves. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. SoCal Speed Shop in downtown Waco is Waco's newest speed shop. Looking for hot rod parts? SoCal Speed Shop in Waco has unbeatable prices. Check out their showroom located at 321 6th Street, just two minutes away from the silos. You'll find t-shirts, memorabilia, collectible decals, and more. SoCal Speed Shop in Waco, a retail merchandise and speed shop for anyone who wants to go fast and look good doing it. SoCal Speed Shop in downtown Waco. Stop by or check them out online at SoCalWaco.com. If you are the do-it-yourself type and you need help finding a certain item to finish the job, remember Pioneer Steel and Pipe. Over 2,000 items are featured in their showroom, including hinges, latches, post caps, and ornamental iron from Spring Creek. Pioneer Steel and Pipe is also the location for welding rods and welding accessories. If you are looking for Makita power tools, grinders, and cutters, Hillman nuts and bolts, or primary and caulking for metal buildings, drop by Pioneer Steel and Pipe. Highway 6, Loop 340 South, Waco. Listen to the Matt Mosley Show online at SyntechSportsFan.com. Are you ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas' premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfied clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. Stay close. The Dismount with Matt Mosley is coming up on ESPN Central Texas. Don't you wish everyone spoke about you the way your mom does? You know, it's no wonder this guy made his mama proud. She always wanted him to be a doctor. Hi there, I'm the Foundation Doctor. That's Ronnie Weathorn, the Foundation Doctor. My team and I have accumulated over 70 years' experience dealing with Central Texas soils and foundations. We're always honest with you and would never suggest work you don't need. If you say we can fix it, we will. And our warranties, well, they're the best in the business. We treat your home like it's our mom in hopes that you will speak as highly about us as she does. If you think you need foundation repair, you're in good hands with the doctor. If you don't believe me, just ask my mom. Give us a call today at 863-8800 or look us up on the web at INeedTheDoctor.com. So for doors that are sticking and cracks in your walls, the Foundation Doctor will make a house call. It's time now for the dismount on the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. 
right, we're having to say good night a little early because we got Rangers, uh, we got uh, Baylor pregame coming up. They're playing against Abilene Christian. They need to right the ship, get a couple of wins here, and uh, things would be better. They'll be back uh, at Baylor Ballpark uh, tomorrow evening. Tonight they're out in Abilene. First pitch is 6 o'clock, and uh, pregame begins at 545. A little breaking news on the NBA front. The Heat are back in uh, New York again. It's been kind of a fun series. Game two is tonight in Madison Square Garden. Jimmy Butler got hurt the other night and played through it. And it was uh, a, a sprained ankle or a turned ankle. And we wondered if they might try to use game two before they go back home to Miami to let it rest a little bit. Uh, Official word comes out that the Heat say Jimmy Butler is out for game two. All right. And then uh, uh, so that'll be uh, the game starts uh, in, oh, it's 630. So uh, not long away, a little less than an hour away from tip off there. That game at Madison Square Garden on uh, TNT this evening. And then uh, the Lakers and Golden State get it going. That's a 9 o'clock tip-off tonight on TNT. And, of course, that'll be a lot of fun. And uh, I don't – you know, it's hard to know which way that thing will go, but I just feel like Steph will probably find a way and Clay and the gang to get that done, especially the way – uh, Steph just finished off that last series against Sacramento. Amazing, amazing stuff with a 50-point game. Everybody have a tremendous evening. Baylor baseball versus Abilene Christian coming up next. It's time now for today's Modern Media Big 12 Buzz. Modern Media, your full-service advertising agency. Here's John Morris. Everybody, it's time to check a Big 12 athletics on today's Modern